Welcome to the second season of One Word Check-In, the podcast for those who tend to check out when life becomes too much. When we live our lives checked out, we run on autopilot and often miss the richness life has to offer. We can become disconnected from our relationships and ourselves. No matter how busy we are, it's important to periodically pause and check in, not only with ourselves, but with others. That's how we stay connected to the present moment. And that's how we stay connected to God, because that's where God is, right here, right now. The one word check-in is a practice that summarizes feelings in one word. We check in with ourselves and name our well-being for the day, week, or season of life. I'm Pastor Christy and I'm glad you're here in this moment. I invite you to check in and think of one word that describes what you're feeling right now. Sometimes it's difficult to limit to one word, I know. So hyphenated words and phrases are okay. Are you ready? It's time to check in. What's your word for today? I will now share a short reflection centered on one word that can be used in meditation and self-reflection throughout your week. The word is taken from scripture in which I will read before the reflection. I invite you to listen to the scripture for the word, phrase, or image that draws your attention. Now this podcast coincides with Exploring Scripture, a community that practices Lexia Divina together. If you'd like more info about Exploring Scripture, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, foothillsumc.org. Get comfortable and open yourself to the word that God has for you today. This week's passage is John 11, 1 through 45. Another lengthy passage, but this one is the resurrection of Lazarus. Now, this passage is about Lazarus' encounter with Jesus, but also the encounter Jesus had with the disciples, Mary, Martha, and their community. Last week, Jesus healed a blind man and used it as a way to teach the Pharisees about spiritual blindness. This passage teaches the disciples about spiritual sleepiness, and compares death with sleep. Jesus hears that Lazarus is ill, but delays going to him because he says Lazarus is only sleeping. Verse 11 says, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. He then clarifies to the disciples that Lazarus is indeed dead. Jesus awakens Lazarus and the onlookers from their sleep to now know who Jesus is and the power he holds. By waking from their sleep, they are resurrected into a new life with Christ. 
The role of the community is so important in this passage. Yes, it's Jesus who resurrects Lazarus, but he invites the people who followed Mary to the tomb to help with the resurrection by telling them to move the stone away and unbind him. Jesus doesn't do all the awakening. He invites others to join in. Communities play a vital part in helping resurrect people from their sleep. The people really showed up for Mary and Martha during their time of grief. They consoled them in their house and went to the tomb with Mary. They wept with her, and Jesus was so moved, he wept too. Some interpret that Jesus wept because he lost a dear friend, but it seems like he was moved to tears by the community's love and support. I think it also represents that Jesus is present in our grieving and he weeps with us. Even when he knew Lazarus would be awakened from his spiritual sleep, he grieved with the others whom he loved. Let us now begin our time of Lexio Divina and begin our centering by beginning with a breath prayer. I invite you to inhale saying, be present, and exhale saying, in our grief. Now in this reading of John 11, 1 through 45, I invite you to listen for a word, phrase, or image that draws your attention. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. 
For your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him.
I invite you to pause the podcast and spend some time reflecting on the word, phrase, or image that drew your attention and perhaps explore um, those words or phrases in a journal. I invite you to read it again in a different translation and spend more time in silence reflecting. If you have a hard time with this, I invite you to place yourself in this story. Imagine what it would be like to be in this crowd and witnessing a dead man brought back to life. What questions would arise? Would you believe it or be skeptical? Again, I invite you to explore your experience and your contemplation in a journal or share with someone else what drew your attention in this passage. Perhaps reach out to a friend who is grieving and provide care in whatever way feels natural to you. I will close this podcast now with this prayer. Resurrecting God, we are often content in our sleep and don't want to wake up to a new future without the ones we love. Even though you have surrounded us with community in which we experience your presence and your love, our loss is still so painful. We feel as if we're the ones in the tomb bound by our grief. Come to us and call us by name. Call us to come out of the tomb so we can be resurrected by your compassionate love. Move within our hearts the desire to awaken and awaken within us the desire to be resurrected. We are standing by the tomb listening for your call. Bring us now to new life. Amen. Thank you for listening to One Word Check-In. Share it with your friends if you found it meaningful. May God's grace and peace surround you this day.